Hello and welcome to the March 2023 edition of the What's On Reading podcast. And uh, we talk a lot about arts and culture and heritage and we don't often talk about the culture of food and I'm a firm believer that there is a culture of food you know food isn't just for eating it's it's for enjoying in very much the same way that you would enjoy you know a piece of music or a piece of theater and I don't think there is anybody who exemplifies the culture of food in Reading any more than my guest this month Blue Collar and we are recording this at Blue Collar Corner which is celebrating its first birthday of being opened this month so it just seemed an absolute perfect time to have them as our guests and I'm joined by two from Blue collar so hello glenn hello and hello pete hi damien pete we'll come back to you because glenn i think it's only fair that we come to you first because you to many of us you are blue collar you're the one who, who founded all this aren't you yeah so it was uh 2016 and i mean the reason it all came around is i i was living in reading and i was in a sales job at the time and I'd go into places like Shoreditch and Peckham and Brixton and, and things like that, places that used to be dumps. And they were turning into these amazing nights out. And it was all because of street food. They had these incredible night markets. They had these incredible shipping containers everywhere. And I, I kind of wanted to bring that back to my hometown. So that's where it started from, really. And like you say, we, we started in Fulbury Gardens. We did the first event in 2016. And it all kind of spiralled from there. And it's it's just uh, amazing the the different types of food that you have here and both here and in your your regular markets on a on a Wednesday and a Friday in in marketplace and and all the other places that that you've been around. It's just what's what's probably the most unusual cuisine. Oh, well, we've had loads. I mean, Peruvian food. When we, I mean, regular fans of Blue Collar will know Peru Sabor. They've been with us since day one. They're actually the only trader that did the first event in 2016 that still trade with us now. And when they first came in. People were like, what the hell is Peruvian food? Even little things like it's hard to believe now, but vegan food, you know, vegetables was was born at Blue Collar. And when that came in in 2017, that was a bit out there and a bit different. And it's testament to the quality of their food that they've gone on and done so well. But there have been so many and that's kind of the benefit of Blue Collar. You know, I think the really exciting thing with street food is that you've got food traders doing one thing and doing it really well. You know, I hate going into a restaurant when there's a massive menu. It's you've got special specialists in that so you've got Thai traders that are from Thailand that are doing the things that they have in their home country the same with the Indian food the same with across the board really so there have been some unusual ones but yeah like you say there's been a fair few traders in that time as well it's it's just a great way to discover different cuisines and you know as you say what is Peruvian food exactly what what makes these chicken wings so special and and just how big could they stack that burger with all these things (laughs) you know and it's 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 just it's just so exciting to see that passion come through from from the traders and from yourself it's just wonderful well i think it's really exciting and in our time we've had some unbelievable traders that have gone on open restaurants done glastonbury done bigger events and i think you're right it is so exciting because in a way with street food you know when we do things like the british street food awards and we host that what we're seeing is we're seeing the stuff that will become commonplace in five ten years time we're seeing it born out of street food so i just think it's brilliant because it's a chance to see something different it's a chance to to get a different lunch for a reasonable price and that's why i love it and the traders that we've had have have changed and rotated 
COVID obviously was a really difficult time for us and for the industry generally. But now we're seeing the new traders come in, we're seeing new ones come in and the level is improving every time. And I think what really excites me is that the level that we were at in 2016 was was good, but I think we're at a much higher level now. And I think we just need to keep expanding and keep going and then we'll get more interesting food types, we'll get better quality food traders. So we're going to fast forward from 2016 and, and the various events and, and things that you've done between there and roughly this time in 2022 when Blue Collar Corner finally opens and uh, I know because my office is in the hex I kept walking past it as it was just you know a stack of shipping containers and gradually becoming a very attractive stack of shipping containers and I remember you showing me around shortly before it opened and you know the, just hearing the ideas that you had for the place and so just kind of talk us through the opening of, of Blue Collar Corner. It was a really dramatic sleepless night kind of build to be honest with you I mean the goal from day one like like I said at the start was to try and emulate what they were doing in Shoreditch and Brixton and Peckham and and places like that and and I always felt the only way to try and get on that level was to have a permanent home for blue collar and then this place came around because it was a derelict yard it was sat there nothing was really happening to it and I looked at it and I just thought this would be perfect for a container concept we signed the lease in March 21 and then from there we appointed a builder that was well known in the street food game you know very talented designer we did our references on him and he seemed to check out okay he came in he did two weeks where he he smashed it did really well and then he disappeared and so (laughs) it was it was a really (laughs) difficult time yeah so suddenly then you think what are we going to do now? Because at that point, we hadn't got planning permission, which became a, an ongoing concern. And then we had to find new builders. Fortunately, we found a builder and we found a steel contractor in October. But all this time, it's dragging on. And, and yeah. like you say, when you walk past it and there were containers sat there for a long period of time. And to be honest, I'd walk down Broad Street and people would say to me, oh, what's happening with the container concept? And you'd always try and put a brave face on it. But part of you would die inside because I wanted to say, I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> We I haven't wish got I a builder. Yeah. <laughs> but fortunately, we found some really, really good builders that came in and then we, we started again. From there, yeah, it, it got to the point of, of March 22. But the thing that I'm, I'm relieved about is that I think when a build is as disjointed as this one was, so often things can go wrong. You know, they don't match up. There's not a singular vision. The top deck might look weird compared to the bottom deck or whatever. But actually, I got really involved with it, effectively had to project manage it throughout that whole period as I was also on the verge of bankruptcy a couple of times as well, building the site. It was was one where I was thinking in in my head, if we open and I'm not happy with how this looks, it's going to be heartbreaking. But I think when we did get to March it looked great I think it, it went down so well and I was happy with it I knew that you know I'd done my best with it and and it was kind of worth all that work and, and sleepless nights it's a great place and it's a great experience and it's a great place to meet friends and it's a great place to grab a quick bite on your own and there's it's just wonderful I'm going to move over to Pete now because it feels like we're in in the period of the, the sort of the history of blue collar this is where we we get to you joining in August of yes. last year yeah, that's right yeah so I joined in August I worked with Glenn before uh, I worked with him in 2018 when uh, I was first involved with ready pot festival immediately I'd always wanted to do more with Glenn you know I don't want to make him blind but uh, it was you know what was obviously happening was uh, I was also involved in Blue Collar Corner as a DJ 
and uh, one thing I immediately loved about it was just the atmosphere of the place and just how good it was for, for people coming together in Reading and that's something that I've always loved doing whether it's in club nights or live gigs or with festivals and Glenn came to me and said that he was looking for someone to organise events in the venue sort of over the, the winter time he told me about the big plan for the winterfication which is basically the uh, adding of, of covering to the venue adding heaters above every table and then told me look you know we want some great events we want different things like the kind of things that people know blue collar for so like the food side of things there was always going to be a sporting element because it's Glenn involved <laughs> and then music and everything else in between and and that immediately excited me and uh, so yeah so I, I came on board in August and then started building towards us uh, reopening at the very beginning of October with the winterfication and then with a whole bunch of different events happening I love that word, winterfication. I don't know if it's a real word, but it should be. If it's not, it's it's wonderful. And and there's been some really, really interesting stuff. As you say, there's a DJ booth, there's DJing quite a lot of the nights that you're open, and you've had people doing talks, and That's you've right. had live music, become a home for very different kinds of markets and not just food markets. That's right, yeah. I mean, we've got the regular Reading Indie markets. We've been doing record fairs and socials. Uh, we had one this Sunday just, just gone where we had Paul Smiler Anderson do a DJ set and a conversation about the whole Reading mod scene, which is full of full of people here and bringing out a lot of people from all over Reading as well as there being record stores, you know, selling vinyl, CDs, merch, that sort of thing. And it's just creating the sort of hub that it always felt like it could be because of how lovely it is and how it was already a hub for people that love going for a drink and, and food, but then adding extra elements to that, which we've had drag brunches. We've got another one of those coming up in, in March. We've got... You We've we really been keen to be something for everyone in Reading and have lots of people see it that hadn't already, but also give people stuff that they want, like a Huey Morgan DJ set at six o'clock in the evening where you can bring your kids along and have a dance. And, and that's what we've really loved doing. And that's what's what's been really rewarding is, is feeling like that's what Reading has enjoyed as well. Yeah, it's great. And you've mentioned the drag brunch already. So I think now is probably a good time to talk about what else you've, you've got coming up. We'll say March, but I know that there's something big coming up from Blue Collar in April as well. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, first of all, as you mentioned at the very beginning, it's the first birthday of Blue Collar Corner and we couldn't let that go without doing a pretty big party. So what we're doing is on the 10th of March, we're bringing the Showhawk duo along to play a set as as well as our regular DJs, Rum and Donut. So having a big, big free entry party. Uh, the Showhawk duo, for people who don't know them, are two acoustic guitarists, classically trained, who basically play incredible covers of well-known dance tunes on acoustic guitars. So although there's just the two of them, it's sounds like you're at a rave and the the atmosphere of their gigs is just off the scale it, i've seen them advertise in reading before and it's just like that sounds so interesting and so yeah, much fun it really is and I've, I've had the pleasure of working with them before and it was a no-brainer to bring them back for something like this so we could we could really go for it on the friday night of that first birthday weekend we're then having an indie brunch and showing the rugby on the saturday of that weekend and then on the sunday we're doing a fundraiser for launchpad the homeless charity in reading one of our partner charities for this year and uh, working with the band third lung to put on stripped down acoustic set so really making the most of having a, a music stage alongside our regular DJs as well so that's kind of our big focus point and then going into the rest of the month as you mentioned we've also got drag brunch we've also got a first vintage flea market which is going to take place on the uh, the 26th of March so again real variety of events and hopefully some more sunshine yes hopefully 
because uh, I, we've still got the, the winterfication going on. We've still got the heaters up. But of course, when you opened this time last year, there were no heaters and there were no winter covers, were there? No, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, and, and that's kind of where Pete fits into it because we opened in March. It was brilliant. The venues improved in time, but I think we had a fantastic summer. Everyone loved coming out. I think in terms of beer gardens in Reading Town Centre, there aren't a huge amount, so it worked really well. And then, yeah, the reason for Pete was that we looked at it and we thought, well, winter, this is a different proposition. What do we do to try and keep momentum, keep things interesting? And, you know, there was no one better, really, to come in and do all these exciting events that he's done. And, of course, you know, Blue Collar Corner is not your only home. You know, you're still doing events in Forbury Gardens and there's a big one at the end of April. I know this is the March podcast, but, you know, we've got you here. We have to talk about Cheese Feast and we have to talk about Barioke. <laughs> so Cheese Feast has obviously happened before. Um, Glenn started it 2018? 2018, yeah. Yeah, I was at that one. I was uh, running around with a lot of flyers and posters getting in your way, wasn't I? But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I immediately loved that one anyway, just for the food that was there. It's, and- it's wonderful. I've never seen so many cheesy dishes in, in one place. No, exactly. Well, that's we're up in the ante a little bit this time, both with the street foods. 20 stalls? Yeah, around 20 street food stalls. We've got the produce area as well Pete haven't we yeah so we're working with Grumpy Goat this year so they're obviously also judges at the World Cheese Awards so they're getting loads of different people to come along to bring cheese that you can taste you can try and so that's going to be another area and then as you mentioned we're, we're up in the ante a little bit on the entertainment side and we're going to be bringing a stage in to Fulbury Gardens and we have a plethora of entertainment headed up by a karaoke run by Sean Williamson aka Barry from EastEnders I've got to say with with Barry, Pete comes to me with a lot of ideas of oh, can we have this DJ, that DJ? And it's yeah, you know, whatever. When he said Barry from EastEnders, I was like, we have to have him. <laughs> so excited. We definitely aligned on that yeah, yeah. <laughs> straight away. So that's going to be Saturday, the 29th of April. So we're there for the whole weekend. We start on the 28th. We bring in the um, Abra Tribute Band on the Friday night. Then on Saturday daytime, we're going to have some of the uh, cheese influencers chatting. Hopefully, some poets in the afternoon then Barry Oak in the evening then on Sunday we've got some local dance schools performing and in the evening we have something called the Eurovision Rees uh, Eurovision Tribute Band and I'm going to have to go full disclosure that that's me and a few of my friends have decided to uh, well me and Pete had a chat and one, one, th- one thing led to another and, and there we are so <laughs> I think we've, we've agreed it's a super group it is Damien. a super a group a Reading super group, super group. <laughs> performing the biggest best and cheesiest hits of Eurovision yeah just one of those chats that maybe escalated a little bit it absolutely escalated but I could see the look in your eye Damien thank, thank god we were just drinking tea and coffee and it wasn't an evening thing because <laughs> who knows where we could have wound up a whole day um, of it <laughs> anyway so that's what's going on at Blue Collar and Obviously, there's lots and lots and lots of other things going on in Reading this month. Do you have any highlights of things you're looking forward to? I do, 100%, yeah. For me, without a doubt, it's the Go Team coming to Sub 89 next Thursday, the 9th of March. For those of you who don't know them, they started in the very early 2000s, sort of doing that kind of sample, picking samples and making amazing music of their own out of it. And at the time, I was just starting to DJ and bands like the Avalanches and Go Team were just just absolutely my jam. I absolutely loved them <laughs> and they, they inspired me for, for what I was doing with music as well. And, you know, they are an amazing live band and they put on a massive party. And I think, yeah, it's their first gig in Reading for 15 years. Wow. Um, and I would highly recommend anyone to go. I might be playing a few tunes beforehand. We haven't completely confirmed that yet. I'm hoping to. But either way, yeah, it's, that's going to be a cracker. 
That is going to be a cracker. Anything else? Yeah, so um, again, it's all about Mr. Dave Moore, um, a good friend uh, from Heavy Pop, but the Beat Connection Festival taking place at St. Lawrence's Church at the end of the month, I think, was it the 24th? 24th and 25th. Yeah, so again, it's it's music in Reading. I just love seeing great music in Reading, and those guys do a damn good job of that. Yes. And that's uh, Porridge Radio on the Friday, Billy Martin on the Saturday. Also, Barbara Alley on the Friday as well, who are great fun if you like cowbells and the like. Well, who doesn't like cowbells? need more cowbell. Other highlights for the month include lots of our choirs are performing this month. Reading Phoenix Choir are performing concert called Majesty, which is music composed for previous coronations as the part kickoff for, for this year's coronation celebrations. We have the Magic of Mozart from the Pangborn Choral Society on the 11th of March. We have the Reading Festival Chorus on the 25th of March performing Hayden's Creation. Reading Male Voice Choir also on the 25th of March with their spring concert. Parenthesis Choir with their 30th anniversary concert on the 26th of March. And that's only touching the surface of choir. I also want to, to mention there's a, a wonderful event for International Women's Day happening on International Women's Day, the 8th of March, which is being put together by PACT, the, the charity at Phantom Brewing Co. It's a wonderful evening celebrating and showcasing female artists from around Reading, musicians, DJs. There's an aerial artist who I assume will be hanging from a hoop somewhere in the tap room, which sounds absolutely brilliant. So lots and lots of wonderful things. And of course, you can find more and more wonderful things on whatsonreading.com. And that... Very nearly wraps things up for this month. But before we go, Glenn, a year on, has Blue Collar Corner become everything that you intended it to be? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's been a fantastic year. The thing is that Reading as a town has always been really supportive of what we've tried to do at Blue Collar. Everyone knows the connection I have. You know, I'm a Reading Football Club fan. I live in the town. I love this town. Everyone knows all that. But you still never actually know until you open your doors, will people come? Will it just be interesting for the first couple of weeks or will it keep momentum? And people have been unbelievable. So I think it's been a it's been a brilliant year. Thank you to every single person that's come along and and supported and we just hope to get bigger and better so um yeah it's been it's been a a great year that i think is a good place to to finish things off so thank you very much glenn thank you and thank you very much pete thank you Danny. and thank you all very much for listening don't forget to subscribe we'll be back next month with another podcast